Hello everyone and welcome to our super big spectacular E3 2021 Bonanza podcast, aka episode number 189. This episode is going live for everyone right after we record it on June 15th, 2021, just after watching the Nintendo conference. Uh, my name's Steven, so the PHNA, so you think it's Stefan, but it's actually Steven joining me, of course, Steven with the PHNE. So you think it's Steve, you don't have time to do our regular rigmarole, Steve. <laughs> we got news to discuss I mean, you can always hit the you hit up the th- the, the the posts and you'll see everything. True. That we always go over uh, the events, the jobs. Yeah, that'll be that'll I'll, I'll throw that all in the show notes anyway. So it'll be yeah. it'll just I'll just copy paste that over. But for real this week, we have been covering E3, of course, from the Canadian perspective, looking for new Canadian releases, Canadian games. We've been covering for a while, getting release dates and, and port announcements. I'm trying my best to do some threads over on our Twitter at Canada Game Devs. We'll be drawing from. I've also been. Uh, putting aside uh, a list that Steve and I are going to go over. I don't know if we can even go over all of it. I think we should just like pick out the standouts. Um, Especially yeah. the wholesome. The whole. The whole. It's. It looks like the whole wholesome direct would have just been Canadian stuff. So Steve, we made a bet. It was. Oh wait, it was ten Canadian games shown at the Xbox. Never mind. I lost that one. I'm going to put Steve and loses. If it was uh, wholesome, then it it, it would have been. Assured dub, but there was nothing at Xbox. Oh, there were two Canadian games at Xbox, which we'll get to. All that to say, Steve, there was a lot this weekend. Uh, there's still more streams this evening. Uh, there's still oh, the GameSpot oh, show, uh, which I'll tune into. Bandai Namco, which I, I assume will just be a bunch of <clears throat> Elden Ring and you know their other stuff. They also publish like oh, little nightmares I mean, and stuff. S- yeah, Scarlet Nexus comes out this month, and it looks pretty fucking awesome. I'm actually excited for it. So uh, There's the Eureka Games, which is a, a publisher. <laughs> a lot of publishers have been doing their own streams this year. Freedom Games did one. Uh, so we'll see that, as well as the first ever E3 Awards, which they announced will have game reveals in it. They're playing catch-up to Joff at this point, and I think it's a lost cause, but I'll still tune in looking for Canadian games anyway. But yeah, we, uh, we covered a lot so far. The Gorilla Collective pulled out some Canadian games. Wholesome Direct. Uh, fuck Ubisoft. Uh, Devolver Digital had a couple Canadian games. <laughs> Gearbox had a big Canadian games for friend of the site. Uh, Sebastian and uh, Birdpun Dell uh, working on the new Borderlands game. Uh, Xbox with uh, Age of Empires and Dark Alliance, both developed in Canada. Square Enix with Eidos Montreal and Square Enix Montreal. So many games, Steve. Let's just hop to it, huh? Did did EA not have a thing? I was looking at over this. EA didn't have their own press conference, right? It's <clears throat> they just July. showed by they they announced EA play live or whatever their normal thing is, but it's like end of July, I think. The EA Play twenty twenty one. Um EA Play will be coming, let's see, July twenty second, twenty twenty one. More details oh. soon. So yeah, they were just like, fuck it, there's too <coughs> much going on this month. We j- we'll just hop over to next month. Oh, fair. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I got I got a list of Canadian games here. Let's just let's just hit them up. First up, uh, the Gorilla Collective didn't have a lot, but on day two they announced King of the Hat finally coming to Steam. Uh, we've covered this game in the past. It was originally Steve a Discord store exclusive. Oh yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Which you know, uh, rip rest in peace, Discord store. Uh, they are developed by Business Corp Incorporated, which. I love as a name, and they are based in Montreal. Uh, basically, the premise: it's like a party game where uh, there's a bunch of different wacky characters, like a dishwasher or a cat 
or uh, Yeti, and you pick different hats for them, and you can throw your hat to stun people. Um, but if someone jumps on your hat, you're out. Like if someone like Mario stomps your hat. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. hoping for a big Steam launch for them, because you know a lot of those. There were a couple of Canadian games on the Discord store. There was um, last year. The yeah, last year, yeah. yeah the yeah, not yeah. Dead by Daylight. <laughs> uh, and, and King of the Hat, so uh, hoping they can find some legs on, on more sustainable stores. But yeah, that was all I pulled out of the Gorilla Collective, which was IGN's, I think, or no, Indie Mixer or something. Dude, there's so many streams. I, I can't keep up. I, yeah, I wonder if that's why there are so many streams, because it is all online. Whereas, mm-hmm. like, I don't, I don't know if they had to pay to be under the like E3 umbrella, but I'm sure it was a lot cheaper than, like, you know, getting the, like, the the rooms and all that the, the theater spaces that they would have in the past so yeah the first or the only um the only publishers who are actually going through the esa e3 umbrella this year are ubisoft xbox and nintendo not so, square Enix. no everyone else did their own thing like if you go to the oh. es e3 2021 webpage and they'll show you oh, yeah we were talking about this how there was like no it seemed like there was no um companies on that page Oh, you're right. Square Enix was on here. Oh, yeah. A bunch of these these names are lowered down. So, yeah, I guess the only ones who weren't on here developer-wise would just be... Oh, yeah, Gearbox is here. Oh, they just didn't pay enough to be the pinnacle sponsor for E3. Participating companies with virtual booth, Bandai Namco, Capcom... I looked at the registration process for the E3 thing, uh, opened it, and then decided, no, this is going to be terrible, and this company would just dox me to a bunch of people. And not Oh, not. dude, I I tweet about this. I got So actually, it was five years ago that I went to E3 because I got a Facebook memory that I, it's when I proposed to Heather because I proposed to her during a trip in LA. Aww. And um, I, I get bombarded with emails all the time. And I know... It's from E3 because they go to my Steve at TorontoGameDevs.com mm-hmm. email because that's what I had back in the day. And I never signed up for these things before. And I, I only keep them because every now and then I do get like a Canadian one. But it's always like it's, I get like especially around now I get like 15 a day. But I always get like two or three a day. And I know it's E3 who just sold my shit. Yep. They didn't even sell it. They didn't even make money off it. They just leaked it all like they're bad at it. <laughs> Oh, oh yeah, man. wasn't it just on like an Excel sheet or like a Google sheet or something? Yeah, it was something in their back end that someone just downloaded and they're like, wait, there's no security on this. <laughs> yeah, so that's the people putting on E3 for some... Uh, uh, also, I would say an organization very tightly aligned with the former Trump administration for what it's worth. Um, oh, really? Yes. Oh, yeah. Um, so yeah, that's the ESA who puts on E3. Not to, to get my Steven cynicism out of the way up front, because I am actually very excited about a lot of these games, Steve. Oh, and, yeah, I'm uh, sure there will be none after this, too. What if we what if we wishlist them as we go? Does that sound fun? We could just like in, do a little <coughs> wishlist, because I don't know how many of you didn't see Wholesome, and that's where most of them were. So let's yeah, do... Yeah, I'm not... Aren't we, aren't we losing... Oh, you're right. Um, we would shoot ourselves in the foot later to yeah. milk these for... Hmm, yeah. okay, you're right. On second thought, we will spend more time on these games as we uh, add them to our wish list this year. Yeah, so don't wish list them yet, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> wish, list is, wish list them when we tell you to. Yeah. 
All right, Steve, starting off, the Wholesome Game Show, Bird Problems from Andy Wood and Lithic Entertainment in Toronto. Very yeah. excited about this one. It's a sitcom narrative game about an awkward and anxious canary trying to make friends and drink cold drinks, which really is a universal human situation, I think. You know what I mean? Yeah. The uh, reveal trailer for this game is very funny. It does the classic, like, uh, classic 90s sitcom, like, starring, whatever, and then it free phases on, freeze frames on them, and there's, like, a laugh track playing. And uh, it looks it looks quite good. Uh, interested yeah. in this one. And I like Dwarves was pretty sweet. I didn't play much of it, but I always dug the art style. Um, and uh, yeah, I'm excited. For, did did we get like a release date or anything like that? Or no, or it's still time? just a TBA on uh, Steam. Uh, full dis- full disclosure: I'm a Patreon of hers, but I it's like it's like you know how you support people and then you just like ignore everything that you get. Like we, I'm sure we have patrons like that where I get emails from her and I'm just like. That's okay. I just archive it. So it's really just to show, like, financial you just support. just keep doing your thing, you know? Yeah. I'm sure, I'm, sure I'm sure several of our patrons are similar. No, yeah, no doubt. Very excited for Bird Problems. Um, so these are all from the Wholesome Direct, which I've been linking in the Discord furiously because I don't think anyone watched it. Uh, Snacko, uh, a game <laughs> I helped kickstart, full disclosure, uh, got shown off. Um, new trailer for that. It looks very cute. So the, the the pitch for that one, if you're unfamiliar, is sort of a farm management game, but you're on an island full of cats. Um, so it's got like the, oh, the Harvest right. Moon mechanics of like build your fences, get some animals, grow your crops, go to the market. Um, the the cats and characters are uh, pixel art. 2d sprites in the in the, in the 3d world but when you talk to somebody like a, a, a more fleshed out art style of the character portrait comes up which i really like mm-hmm. um it's very cute it's very cuddly i'm gonna send this one to heather because i'm sure she'd be down with it yeah if you like cat cats or the, the stardew um activities definitely check out that one this one steve is the i think second halifax game I saw during the whole stream. Never heard of it before. A little to the left, uh, some of the devs, or I think it's a team of two here in Halifax. Uh, a game that has you sort, stack, and organize household items into precise arrangements while you keep an eye out for a mischievous cat with an inclination for chaos. So it's a it's a very simple uh, premise. Basically, you're looking at a bunch of vignettes of like a bunch of pencils on a desk and you line them all up nicely or like books on a shelf and you put them all from like, ooh, you watching Sorry. that trailer? <laughs> yeah. Not, not that trailer, just another, I got a, I got like a YouTube ad. Gotcha. I, I like this. I like these kind of games that are supposed to meant be like sort of like cathartic unwind, you know, mess around with for an hour or two. Uh, the first thing I thought of when I saw the pencil uh, vignette was that scene in The Incredibles where he's like organizing the pencils on his desk, and then when uh, Mister Incredible sits down, it like one of them goes askew. Um, so I think I think the cat antagonist in this game will be running around trying to like mess up your your organizing. <laughs> That'd be pretty sweet. Uh, it reminds me of a of kind of like a WarioWare feel, not the like quick, not the quickness of it, but just the activities that you're doing. Yeah, yeah, you're doing like a bunch of. Like, there's three cans on the shelf, and you, like, spin all the labels so they face out. Yeah. Um, yeah, the developer is Max Inferno. I don't know if this is their first project. Let me double-check that. It's coming out in October, uh, which is very soon. Annie and Lucas are a seaside Steam. indie game studio from Halifax, Nova Scotia. This the only thing they have on Steam. Um, they have a demo on Itch.io with 10 of the puzzles that'll be in the final game, which they promised to have over 40 puzzles. So I should check that out, honestly. 
Um, yeah, very excited about that one. Nice. Oh my god, see, there's so many games. <clears throat> a little to the left. Yeah, this is this is nuts. Pico, next game in the Wholesome Direct. Of course, winner of the Ubisoft Indie Series, sponsored by National Bank, whatever thing, got a bunch of money for this. Uh, we got our first gameplay. It's previously just been uh, sort of teased in GIFs and concept art. Um, but we, we see like the UI now, and basically you're a cat who uh, moves into a little town, and you own the tea house there, and so you'll learn to make different <laughs> kinds of teas and serve them to the other cats. Uh, this this is wholesome games. Like like <laughs> as far as like if you had to pick one game from this stream to be the wholesome game, this is it. This is it, dude. You, you're growing your own tea leaves in the back, and you're plucking them off the stem to put into your various i'm seeing a matcha i'm seeing what looks like an earl gray you, you feed them to the cats and, and they they give you feedback um coming out next year take your time they also have got you ever the, been to uh, a pixels have you ever, award thing. have you ever been to a cat cafe i have i did one in guelph um it kind of just smelled like kitty litter and i don't really like tea so overall it wasn't my favorite experience but um i like the idea you know yeah i went to one in japan and uh i also don't like tea but it it smelled okay so i was that's good mine did not smell okay it did not (laughs) smell like a place i wanted to eat or consume food Ooh, just looking at the next game so steve of course paralives a game that blew us away with their compassionate community last year as they won most anticipated canadian game in our end of year polls being developed back we still get notifications (laughs) I know. I'm like, oh my god. I kind of want to mute that tweet. <laughs> oh man, uh, it's the answer to the Sims fan. You know, fans do what devs don't. No, that's terrible. Mm. You know what I'm trying to say? It's it's I part of a, a long line of games like uh, Planet Coaster. There weren't they weren't making Roller Coaster Tycoon games anymore, so they were like, oh, we'll just make one. Uh, or like um, Stardew Valley was an answer to a, a huge hole in the Monster Hunter. Fa- or sorry, not Monster Hunter. <laughs> moon harvest harvest moon harvest moon the harvest moon <laughs> fandom and I like so better i do too paralives is kind of fitting into that like hey the sims does have a huge passionate community but there's a lot of things ea doesn't address or do that we know we could step in and fill in this game with their very successful <laughs> patreon funding development has sort of stepped in to fill that void um mm-hmm. so they they were in the wholesome direct with uh i think a sort of reveal about how the game starts. I haven't followed this game to develop the game's development too closely, but you get the plot of land and then you start like sketching out your, your, your walls and foundation and, uh, just building out your rooms. I think they, uh, posted a a pretty long video of just like building a house, like how that kind of works in the game. So, um, Heather's pretty like stoked about this because she's a big Sims person. She was actually playing Sims last night. And I, I told her, I was like, Oh, they're probably working on Sims five because paralyzed doesn't have a release date or release year anyways mm-hmm. and uh she was like nah yay fuck microtransactions blah 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 so she's pretty stoked for this one good so they're so they're getting they're getting the crew the people that want uh, you know a sims game that is not uh just drowning in dlc and shit mm-hmm. they're getting those people so good this next game <laughs> steve uh friend in the discord emil um from montreal is working with a, a team they started a worker co-op uh two years ago or a year ago whenever a bunch of them graduated and their first game sally got announced during the wholesome stream um let me pull they have a cool devlog up already that i added to my, my watch list but uh sally 
is let me pull up the i don't think they have a steam page yet so i'm just uh reading off the youtube description you embark on a flying transport ship to guide passengers to their destination to ensure the ship's success you'll craft items produce food take care of other crewmates and maintain the ship discover new ways to improve the travel experience um it was a, it was a very cool reveal where it's kind of like you're you're in this sort of uh farm um someone's pulling out plants and and finds a frog and runs inside to show it to what looked like kind of like a headmaster situation in front of a chalkboard Mm -hmm. um and then a bunch of other kids come over start talking and then it pulls out and you're on like this sick uh flying (laughs) there's like sails sticking out sideways flying airship where all these people are, are living and uh yeah, I'm excited about this one. I have an interview with Emil uh, from a, a month or two ago, several months ago now. Sorry, Emil. Before uh, they were ready to announce the game. But we talk more about them, their like design philosophy, starting the studio and stuff. So I think it'll still be relevant. Um, yeah, so I'm excited about this. What do you think of Sally, Steve? It looks pretty like gorgeous. Like, I love the art style. Um, like It's looking pretty sweet. Just, I'm just like flipping through the, the video that you that you shared or whatever. Yeah, they have some devlogs up, and they've been um, very good at having sort of open development process, which I think is is good at showing people, you know, the steps to making a game. Um, and uh, yeah. yeah, I like when it zooms out and shows that airship. Like, yeah, that was that was a big reveal. I was like, oh, this is cute, and then it pulled out there. I was like, oh, and this was another game in that stream. There was one where it's like sort of a farming type game, and then it pulls out, and you're on like the back of like a dinosaur that's walking around. So hmm. there were two games in that stream that like pulled the reveal of the place you're in being on a, a mobile thing. I'm going to run through some of these other ones from the wholesome direct. Cause it was a lot of Kenny games. Um, uh, rainbow Billy curse of the Leviathan, which got, I think a little unfairly derided for kind of looking like cuphead. It's very different than cuphead mechanically. It's a 3d act- adventure RPG. Um, apparently there's creature collecting elements, exploration, um, but it does have like the almost mm. classic cartoon style in the eyes of the character and the proportions, which I think is where the comparison came from. Yeah. Uh, we've covered this one previously on wishlist this, uh, they're planning release date, preparing the star Harbor parade. I don't know what that means, but I'm assuming not for a while. <laughs> Sounds well, planning the parade probably takes a while. So probably. Uh, then we had Moonglow Bay, which has devs in a couple locations across Canada. Uh, this one's been been hyped up pretty much. Uh, published by Coat Sync, set in Eastern Canada, Steve, uh, which is interesting. As uh, set on the Eastern Canadian coastline during the 1980s, it features like a combination art style, of, like a sort of voxel art. Uh, if you played Riverbond, uh, or um, is Minecraft Dungeons voxel art? I guess it kind of is. No. Anyway, it's the blocky art, is how I would describe it. Uh, but then all the character portraits and like your inventory UI and everything is sort of like hand drawn, and it creates a nice contrast, I think. Um, no release date on that one yet, just 2021 on the page, but we will continue to cover it. Next game from the Wholesome Direct, Paparazzi, being published by Kit Fox. Uh, it's Pokemon Snap, but with cute dogs would be the super mm-hmm. cute pitch for that. We've been covering it for a bit. Uh, Witchwood, which had kind of dropped off my radar for a while, developed by Alien yeah. Trap in uh, Toronto, I think. Yep. Uh, got a fresh new trailer, which is um, got me interested. If uh, 
if sort of like Snacko was like the the cute wholesome version of like a 2.5D Stardew Valley, then Witchwood is like the well, witch uh, magic aesthetic um version of Stardew. Uh so you're sort of like uh crafting, building out your base, growing crops, going around the world, meeting people. Um it looks like it's got kind of a, a don't starve perspective like the 2.5d obviously but your character looks flat and like as you move left and right like it just switches between three like different uh sprite facing directions if that makes sense and all the trees are 2d and stuff yeah did we get a a release date for this one no so still only 2021 Uh, i feel like it was announced a while ago like i kind of i feel like the site was still toronto game devs when it when it got announced it might have been one of the first uh wish lists i ever did too for wish list this yeah, but it looks sweet, and I I like I'm a fan of the developer in general, um, specifically with Cryptarch. That that game was like was really dope, super hard, but really fun. So uh, next up, Moonshell <coughs> Island, which we've covered before with developers in Saskatchewan as well as elsewhere. Uh, no release date yet, but fresh trailer there. Um, single player RPG adventure game. Uh, achieve dreams, build a community, and save Moonshell Island from the Nomsters in this magical action RPG combining Zelda-like gameplay and story-driven simulation elements. Hmm. What do you think, Steve? Oh, yeah, we talked about this one too, right? Uh, yeah, we've done it on Wishlist this before. I remember that. Um, yeah, this looks sweet. Because you said Zelda gameplay, so I was like, what Zelda? 3D Zelda or 2D Zelda? 2D Zelda. 2D Zelda. 2D Zelda. It, looks, it, it looks awesome, so. Yeah. I agree. Um, Frog Song, which I've been following for a while. Uh, I think the developer used to be in Fort St. John, because I remember reading a a press release before, but they've since gone to Vancouver. And I only know this because they actually just launched a Kickstarter for the game, uh, which I believe started this week. Uh, They've already hit $10,000 out of their $25,000 goal. Uh, With 26 days to go, uh, the developer is in Vancouver Quote, Frog Song is a heartfelt adventure game where it's okay to be small. <laughs> Explore a beautiful atmospheric land and fight monsters on your journey to find your place in the world. Uh, expressive hand-drawn 2D animation. Talk to lots of cute, strange characters as you explore the land of Salia. Uh, five unique areas with their own special monsters. Upgrade your blade at the blacksmith shop for stronger attacks. Follow a heartfelt story that deals with themes of identity, self-love, and what it means to be important. I like that. Last point in the feature list. Try to make the world just a little bit better. There's a, a demo live for it right now on Steam, which you can download. Uh, their planned release date is 2022. It looks like they're well on their way to hit this Kickstarter. And honestly, I'd like to back this one, actually. So I'll probably do that. Um, what are your thoughts on Frog Song, Steve? Um, yeah, I mean, it, I love the art style is like really super cute. I mean, that that's kind of goes with us say for all of these games. That's the whole point. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it looks pretty sweet. I follow the dude on TikTok too because he had like a TikTok. What do you call an individual TikTok? A TikTok? Uh, like yeah, a TikTok. It's like uh, moose. The plural of moose is moose. Mm, oh, I okay. guess the plural of TikTok would be TikToks. I'm not sure anymore. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, I don't know. But you know what I'm saying. I do a video. <laughs> That that blew up and whatever, so I've been following that. And um, but yeah, it looks it look, uh, another sort of like Zelda inspired, more like the um, the 3DS game, the a link between worlds. worlds? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it has that like that 
camera angle or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it looks sweet. I oh, it has a demo on Steam too. You missed that. I said that like a minute ago, Steve. Oh, sorry. My head's at a, at a, operating at a mile a minute right now. Yeah. So right now, did you go over the Kickstarter? I I, I must have zoned out or something. But That's okay. Ten thousand uh, on the Kickstarter out of twenty five thousand so far. With they're gonna hit it. Go. They're gonna hit it. Um, especially if they sure. if they have some of that virality from the TikTok you mentioned. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I'll definitely pick this up. I bet the early bird's already gone. Mm. Uh, Let me see. Oh yeah, the early ger- the early bird, uh, w- well, well over. I think a couple days ago it ran out, but you can for fifteen bucks get a digital copy and your name in the credits, which is what I'll do. There you go. <sighs> All right, Steve, come to the end of the wholesome direct here. Game. <coughs> oh, I literally just wrote down game yeah. at the end. <laughs> it's cl- that's it's not clawfish. Helpful. Clawfish. That's the least Claw- helpful. <laughs> Clawfish. I was googling it, so you, so you wrote game at the end, which I just assumed was the game, and I was googling it trying to find it and couldn't. So Clawfish is a fishing claw machine game. Visit an isolated train station with a fishing arcade. Explore the dock, play the machines, and take some time to relax by the water. Huh. And um, it's already it's out. Oh, it's out. Save ten percent. Yeah. Oh, hot damn! Yeah, I, uh, I, I was. Oh, it, it released. Oh, it was one of those. Uh, it's available now because it was June twelfth, eleventh. Or, oh. yeah, the day of the whole direct. Mm. Um, but yeah, so David Kzar, CZAR, is the developer. They're in Toronto. Um, and yeah, so like as I go through the stream, I just like sort of Google the devs of every single one, and I hadn't found this developer before, but now we're following, and uh, I am interested in this vibe, Steve. <laughs> so you're just going around this like dock, putting coins into different arcade machines, and uh, catching fish. Which is interesting because I'm at a dock where assuming I could throw a line into the water, but instead I'm playing yeah, claw machines. <laughs> I mean, it's called claw fish, so I guess that makes sense. And honestly, it'd be much easier. <laughs> it's like there's even a screenshot where you're on a boat, play <laughs> like a, in the water. Play it's instead of shooting shooting fish in a barrel, it's catching fish in a claw machine. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. short game to be played in one sitting. Completion time under one hour. There you go. That's, Perfect. You know, it's sold. Ching yeah. cash register noise. Winner Gagne. Let's see if there's a funny review yet. There are very positive forty-seven reviews. I learned a lot about fish, a little about catching fish, and a lot about life. A serene marine experience. Ten out of ten from Benjamin oh. Williams on Steam. Sold. Wow. Uh, Steve, of course. Venba was at the Wholesome Direct. This game, it's it's just every time I see it, I'm like, yep, yep, this is everything I want right now. It is a, if you haven't heard us rave about it yet, from Visai Games, also in Toronto, uh, a narrative, side-scrolling um, a, a, a narrative game about an immigrant family who comes to Canada in the 1980s. Quote, players will cook various dishes, restore lost recipes, hold branching conversations and explore the history of this family, love, loss, and more. Uh, I love everything about this game, Steve. And yeah, I'm just really happy every time I see it. Yeah. I mean, it's all, yeah, it looks awesome. Um, it's definitely like unique, um, game in terms of like what you're doing and stuff in the atmosphere and all that stuff, uh, or the setting rather. And, uh, no release date, I guess still, still TBD, but, Mm -hmm. No, take your time. Games the, are hard. The devs are constantly posting updates. You can follow at Venba Game on Twitter. They're posting like animation tests and things like that, which I've been loving. 
So yeah, nice. Very excited for that's a game. that's another 1980s setting game. You're right. Blow and yeah, Emma, like huh? And well, then we have uh, did um, there was some stuff. I don't think in any of this E3 stuff. But what's the that 90s game? Uh, the big con. Yes. There's, there's a there's a few 80s, 90s games, and maybe it's because the people who are making them grew up in the 80s and 90s, and I'm not enjoying that because it means I'm old. Dude, um, oh. the the next Coco Cucumber game, the oh yeah, Echo that's, that's, Echo Generation, is that like a 80s thing? Sci- I think so. Like Stranger Things style. I let me read right. the uh, let me read the Steam description. Um, Echo Generation, I was going to come back to later because they have a new demo on ID at Xbox. The summer of 1993, you and your friends set out to investigate the source of a mysterious crash. Yeah, so they're going for that uh, Stranger Things, like ragtag teens with uh, bikes and hockey sticks. It's like Canadian Stranger Things with their uh, house-style voxel art. Um, But yeah, that that wasn't in the Wholesome Direct. But you are right. There are a lot of Canadian indies with 80s and 90s themes explicitly stated, which I believe is because a lot of those people grew up then, which means, yes, Steve, you are shifting closer to the edge of this mortal coil. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Thank God. Thank God. There's a a couple more from the Wholesome Direct I want to highlight. Game Director Story, which uh, Jason Schreier was actually tweeting about, interestingly enough, from Double Blit Games, who I believe is in Alberta. Game Director Story is in an unflinching and satirical look behind the scenes at how big budget AAA games are made based on first hand accounts by industry veterans players experience the emotional roller coaster of guiding a team through the agonizing decisions and compromises needed to ship a game very interested in that premise steve this game sounds like it's going to be fun as hell. <laughs> no, um, it won't. <laughs> no, I'm sure it'll be great. <laughs> uh, it, it looks cute and, and funny. Like uh, the the user interface is kind of um, you're at like. Feel like, feel like oh, what? Sorry. Go ahead. Oh, I was I was just going to make a joke. I feel like this isn't a wholesome game. <laughs> Visually, it is, but uh, from what we've read repeatedly about the goings on at AAA Studios, <laughs> a lot of unwholesome things happen. I like how they added animals into it so that when the, the beaver fucking just loses his family and then jumps off in front of a bus, it's, like, more cute. It's just a beaver. <laughs> it's not the 3D artist. Oh, man. Oh, there's a demo, though. There's a demo. You gotta laugh about it or you'll cry about it. I think this, uh... Yeah, I, I bet it's probably in Alberta, some ex-Bioware, maybe. I don't know. I'll have to do some more research into Double Bit. Ooh, yeah, I wonder. I wonder. Um, well, d- double bit, is that where Double Bit Games is in Alberta? Let me double-check. Double Bit Games on Twitter. Edmonton, <laughs> Alberta. Yeah, okay. Yeah, it's got to be <laughs> You <fine>. know what? <laughs> oh, that's funny. Uh, yeah, so I'm very interested in that one, and uh, we featured that one before. Last couple, Princess Farmer by Sam OB Games. Uh, they are a sort of remote team, but I know for a fact a few of their devs are in Canada. Uh, we covered this one on Wishlist this before. It's a match three oh, yeah, yeah. interactive fiction game about uh, bunnies, princess bunnies who are farming. Um, the The way that you do the match three, I find really interesting. So the the picture a cross section of Earth where like. There's the grass line and the trees above it, and then the bottom half of the game screen is the dirt. And the planted vegetables are sort of uh, in rows and columns in the dirt area, and you're on top as the farmer, like moving left and right, sort of like dropping veggies into the columns, like connect four. And I think it sort of like pushes veggies down. 
Um, so you're matching games and then that sends like when you match them, that's like harvesting them and sends them up into your inventory. But there's so much more to this game than just the match three part. Like there is that a lot of the interactive fiction, uh, relationship building with the different characters, a heavy emphasis on story, uh, as well as a lot of customization for your bunny princess. I'm looking at a, a shop screen here with like hair dyes, hairstyles, costumes, whole lot in this one. Mm-hmm. Planned release date 2021. Yeah, I don't have more else to say. It does look sweet. By the way, off off topic. Off topic. Uh, so we were we were talking how we were going to bet on the over under on 2.5 yeah. goals, Hungary versus Portugal. When we talked about it ten minutes ago, it was zero zero, and in the last six minutes of the game, they scored three. Portugal scored three times. So if oh. we betted the over, we would have won. <laughs> we should have, Steve. We're gonna uh, <laughs> right after this podcast set up our, our bookie and and uh, get working on some. Let's lose some money. Bets. I'm down. Fire tonight, Steve. The last Canadian game I could find from the Wholesome Direct, also from <laughs> Toronto Studio Reptoid oh, Games. Oh yeah, nice. Yeah. Coming out August 12th, very soon. Uh, similar to games you've played Gone Home, according to Steam. Uh, but for those, oh, God damn it. The game takes place in 1990. <laughs> oh, my God. You're right. Jeez. Uh, We're on to something, Steve. Yeah. Inspired by Information Society's song of the same name. Haven't heard that. I'll have to look that up. Fire Tonight is a lighthearted but thoughtful walk through the story of a relationship, a story about believing in each other when the whole world tries to keep you apart. Maya sets out to find her way across the city by car, train, roller skate, and rooftop, all while avoiding police barricades, traffic jams, and a spreading fire. Confined to his small apartment, Devin anxiously awaits Maya's arrival. He reminisces about their time together, and he looks at the mementos scattered around his apartment. I'm interested in that pitch a lot. The pacing, I think, could be done really well, where you're sort of like doing the action-y platforming sections as Maya, and then sort of building on some of the exposition uh, as Devin, while he waits for her to get there, so I, I, I like that pitch a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, it's coming to Steam, but it, it, or sorry, to Switch. But is the Switch also August twelfth? I'm not August, sure. Yeah. Let's hop over to their website. Um, the game looks great too. Uh, the 3D isometric. I was never sure if I use isometric right. Oh, so it looks like you spin the camera, uh, sort of around this 3D scene, kind of like Captain Toad, actually. If you've ever played and you spin the camera around this like floating block of land with buildings on it, mm. um, so you're you're kind of like flipping the camera around, controlling the character that way. Um, let's hop over to Reptoids website. Coming in 2021, Switch and Steam. It, mm. Yeah, it does seem like uh, I'm reading like so NintendoInsider.com. Mm-hmm. For what it's worth, when I click the Switch <laughs> icon on their website, it takes me to the Steam page. Which makes you think Switch probably later than Steam. Mm. Alright, that's fair. I might I might wait for the Switch hit, hit it up on Switch, but we'll see. <sighs> Alright. Um yeah, a couple other showcases from that day. Uh the future game showcase, which was put on by oh geez, there's too many. Was that Games Radar or maybe yeah, I think that was Games Radar. I don't know. I don't know either, man. Bravery Network Online <laughs> was there from Gloom in Toronto. That game is out now on Steam. Looks great. Uh, gorgeous game, great soundtrack. Uh, Ubisoft announced a bunch of stuff, but we don't cover them until we are more confident in their ability to not treat their devs like shit. Devolver, Steve, and I called this one in there because mainly because uh, the developer was tweeting, "Hey, watch the Devolver stream." So I'm not, I'm, I'm not a, you know, analyst or anything. But <laughs> Inscription, which I'm quite excited about. Uh, I should note Inscription with a Y. Um, if you're looking for it at home, 
I am, and you spelled it wrong. I did. I spelled it wrong in the doc. I'm just, I'm just setting you up for failure with this doc so far. I know. <laughs> I still can't find it. What do you? Inscription with a Y instead of the second I. Um, here we. I'll just post a link in the doc. This is not optimized for SEO. We covered this game uh, a bit before. Is right, the I next game from Daniel Mullins, who did um, oh, I don't want to mess the name up. Pony, Pony something, Pony Island, which was a, a bit of a cult hit horror game. Uh, and then the oh, Hex. that's right, yeah, 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 true. I remember. I remember. We sorry. I'm, I'm oh yeah. I remember we talked about this game. Oh yeah, Steve. I the pitch for this game is probably one of the strongest ones this weekend for me. Um, <clears throat> Excuse me. Inscription is an inky black card-based odyssey that blends deck building, roguelike, and escape room style puzzles and psychological horror into a blood-laced smoothie. Darker still are the secrets inscribed upon the cards. Oh, oh, you could that 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 pitch is stronger than oh. Steve, I'm sold. Uh, from what I can tell from this trailer. It is a roguelike deck builder, which usually would be a huge turnoff for me as someone who is especially not a fan of, you know, roguelikes or deck builders. But you're in this log cabin, very dimly lit with like sort of candles around it. You're at this table. Um, the roguelike uh, branching part of it seems there's this like world map where you're like um, moving like a, a monopoly piece forward. And when you land on a new space, that brings up a character across from you who you then do the deck uh, component of the game with mm-hmm. um, but then there's times where you get up from the table and you go around this um, this cabin you're in and you're doing like escape room style puzzles um, which as someone who has worked on escape rooms before really excites me because they don't often I don't think they translate to games that well but I think there's some really interesting ways to do it coming out this year 2021 published by Devolver which is huge congrats to Daniel Mullins and the team very excited about this one. What do you think, Steve? Um, yeah, I'm kind of the same thing. Where I'm not a big rogue light person, although I keep playing them and getting upset. <laughs> Me and then too. I'm not a big deck builder person, but just the way the way they have this game set up, it, it at least deserves like kind of a you know checking it out sort of thing. Is it coming to consoles or anything like that? Is it just Steam? Let me hop over to their website. I'm on the Steam page, yeah. DanielMullenGames.com. Uh, in development, and the Steam is the only logo on their website. Although their previous Fair. games came to Humble and Itch.io. So. Fair. Yeah, very excited about that one. From Vancouver, Daniel is. Uh, that was... Oh no, we're still on day minus two or whatever V3. Gearbox went. <laughs> Huge announcement. Tiny Tina Wonderland, which uh, was a CGI reveal trailer. Not a lot of gameplay shown. Um, but friends of the site, Sebastian and his partner Dell, are working on that at Gearbox Quebec. It's a spin-off of Borderlands. Uh, Tiny Tina, of course, a character from, I think, Borderlands 2. I'm not that familiar with the Borderlands franchise. I think so, yeah. I think it was 2. Quote, embark on an epic adventure full of whimsy wonder and high-powered weaponry. Roll your own multi-class hero, then shoot, loot, slash, and cast on a quest to stop the Dragon Lord. So if I understand this right, there was a DLC, I think, for Borderlands 2 that was D&D themed. Uh, that was very, very popular. So this yeah, I'm scene... on the Wikipedia page right now. Tina, Tiny, or Tiny Tina's Assault on Dragon Keep, so it's probably mm-hmm. that. And so Tiny Tina's back. The, at one point in the trailer, she like whips some D&D dice at the screen, so there'll be a rolling element to it. There's three screenshots on the Steam page. 
two of them are just clipped from the trailer and one of them is sort of like a side view of a castle uh, the tags for it are rpg action rpg 3d looter shooter oh so so it is a shooter yes yeah okay. loot slash shoot and cast your way through the outlandish monsters and loot filled dungeons everyone's welcome join the party throw your adventuring boots and be chaotic great so I assume this game will lean a lot into that D&D culture that's exploded in the past 10 years with a lot of D&D podcasts and uh, D&D going mainstream and Stranger Things and all that stuff. Yeah. If you go to the website, playwonderlands.2k.com, there's five more screenshots that all look like they're first person. Interesting. And there's no, there's no gun in, like, the, there's no UI or anything like that, but it does look like it's it would be first person. So I'm assuming... It's still like a first-person shooter with shooter. new layers on top. Yeah, Sebastian, get on the podcast. Where are you at? I would love to. I would love to have Dell and Sev on and, and talk to them about their experience on this game, if if PR allows it. Uh, so manifesting that for the feed. Uh, there were also two other games in the Gearbox stream, surprisingly from Canada. I think the ratio of games announced to them being Canadian might be the highest in Gearbox, even though there was a bunch in Wholesome. Uh, but Tribes of Midgard, which we've been covering for a while, yeah. published by Gearbox Publishing and with a release date, Steve. And you know what you can do right now? Pre-order it. Buy on, it. On PS5. Yeah. That's exciting, I saw right? that. I came very close to it because I have, I don't even know, remember why, but I have PSN money. So I was kind of like looking at the store last night and I'm kind of on the fence. I'm like, I don't really need a new game right now because mm. I have like three or four on the docket and then i saw this and i'm, I'm very close to just like pre-ordering because basically what i the leftover psn money i have can pay for this i'm pretty excited for this one it looks sweet coming out play it you should play it with me i would july 27th 2021 heads up the giants are coming mythical creatures deadly spirits and gigantic brutes threaten to bring on ragnarok the end of the world from your tribe of up to 10 or sorry, form your tribe of up to 10 and become Viking legends in this action survival RPG of gigantic proportions. People were hating on this because Val- Valheim has been such a, a huge success this year. It's just unfortunate that it came out at the same time. Obviously, these games are in development for mm-hmm. years. Um, and this does have some of that like multiplayer base building while you're attacking enemies. Um, is that is that what Valheim is? I kind of forgot about that, but I know it like that game kind of blew up. It did. They they hit like five million copies sold or something in like a month. Like it was absurd. Just rocketed mm. up. Um, but Valheim's early access, where I think there's going to be a level of polish and fleshed out content that will be in Tribes of Midgard. I I think. Uh, and also the the big thing here is the big giants of Ragnarok who are stomping around. Um, there's a fire one. I'm looking at a big ice one, and so it's it's going to have. Almost like I don't know. This looking at these fights makes me think of other fights I see in like World of Warcraft or something, where it's just a bunch of little people running around like a big boss, hitting it and rolling out of attacks and casting from the back if you're an archer or a mage, and running up and smashing if you're a brute. Yeah. Uh, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna pre-order right now. Hot damn! I'll play that sound. Play the thing. Then I'll tweet it out. We'll all have fun. Maybe I'm excited for this. Out. It's like a 10-player co-op, too, so I hope, is it I hope ten, it has, like, match... Is it 10-players online? That's Ooh, huge. There's a, deluxe, there's a deluxe edition. What do you get for the deluxe edition? Yeah, 10-players online, PvE, co-op. Test your Viking skills across various game modes as you discover your favorite playstyle. Whoa. 
So if eight other listeners want to play Tribes of Midgard with Steve and I, the real question is, will it be cross-play with Steam and PlayStation? I'll have to... Mm, I feel like if they haven't said that, then it's not. Yeah, Control-F, cross Maybe Maybe the yet. PS4 or PS5 versions are cross-play, but... Yeah, no, no cross-play on the Steam page. Um, that is okay, it's hard to do, maybe it'll come later. Uh, Do I want the digital deluxe edition? You get like some cosmetic armor set. Oh, I want to. I want to marinate on this for a couple of minutes while we talk about the next game. Then, I'll, then I'll, I'll let you know. I'll, I'll make a know. decision. The last Canadian game from the Gearbox stream was Homeworld uh, Three, which is being developed by Blackbird Interactive in Vancouver. Oh. I'm a complete Homeworld noob. I don't know anything about this series to the point that I didn't know there was two before this one um i don't have a whole lot to say about home world it looks like it's one of those ones that does have a very dedicated community because they're doing a, a remaster of the first one as well as this third one uh quote the true sequel to the legendary spacefaring rts is true sequel a dig at like has someone else tried to do a home world style game and they're trying to like reinstate themselves as the op i guess i'm just looking at that right now because huh. Because they didn't make home. I'm looking at their Wikipedia page because these are the hardship shipbreaker guys, right? And and that game is like really well regarded. Yes. So I'm looking at okay, Homeworld. It was first Homeworld. a Fig campaign. If you remember Fig from it was oh, like that's a right. Double Fine's crowdfunding thing where you get like a stake in the success of the game. Yeah. Homeworld two came out in two thousand and three. Three. That's a long wow. time ago. That was a long time ago. They uh, they raised one point five million dollars on Fig. I mean the the game Metacritic has is eighty three for Homeworld two, so I'm guessing there's a re, there was a remake. I don't know. There's there's definitely some stuff going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, all that to say, Steve and I don't know anything about Homeworld, and I'm sorry if that was your favorite game, and you're waiting for us to talk about it. It's made in Canada. Gearbox is publishing it. Uh, that's it. That was it for that day of E three. The next day, Steve, Xbox hit us with, I think what a lot of people, uh, after just watching Nintendo, actually, I'm not so sure, thought was their favorite stream, because it had a bunch of big reveals, like Starfield, um, and uh, Halo, new release window. The thing I will say about the Halo release window, Steve, fool me once, shame on me, they said holiday 2020 last year, fool me once, twice, shame on you, they said holiday 2021 this year. So just don't don't believe a release date until you're playing it is all I'll say. Sh- they are showing a lot more though. Like they did a whole like huge thingy on like the multiplayer for it. So I feel like it, they're going to hit it. But um I could easily see it slipping or a lot of people are speculating the multiplayer comes out in holiday and the campaign. Yeah. Cuz the multiplayer is like free to play. So I I assume like no matter what that shit is hitting this holiday. And then they'll be like, "Oh, the campaign is, you know, we are so ambitious, the most ambitious Halo to date, blah, blah, blah. We need some time, COVID, blah, blah, blah. And it's actually called Halo Infinite because the campaign never ends. You play it forever. Oh, really? Yeah. No, I don't know if that's true. I was just making oh. a joke. But, uh, yeah. As for Canadian games to come out of the Xbox stream, uh, Dungeons & Dragons Dark Alliance, developed by Toot Games in Quebec. It's coming Game to Game Pass, Pass day yeah. one. Uh I'm not a huge D&D guy. And we both talked about this game in the past. It's like, oh, if it's on Game Pass, yeah, there's the lower barrier to entry. We'll check it out, see see what we think. I believe there's yeah, exactly. a cooperative element, too, we could play, right? More than certain. D&D. 
D&D Dark Alliance. Uh, there was a beautiful page of all the games <laughs> coming to Game Pass that just really, really nailed home how how OP Game Pass is. June twenty second, twenty twenty one, launching on all platforms, but most importantly, Game Pass. Yeah, I mean, um, because it's on like, of course, I'll just I'll download it and try it out on Game Pass. Like, what's what's even like, why not? Like, it's something if you're if it's something you're like remotely interested in, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? That's then it's just like, yeah, it gets a download for me. So um, that's cool, and I think it's coming to like everything else. Too, yeah, PS4, but. PS5, um, <laughs> Xbox One, Series SX, and PC. And the only other game I could pull out of the Xbox show that had Canadian roots is Age of Empires 4, of course, being developed by Relic Entertainment in Vancouver. Uh, they showed some new content as well as announced launching on Game Pass on PC October 28th this year. Uh, the game events set in the Middle Ages, uh, specifically a campaign telling about the Norman Conquest of England. Wow. <laughs> Sorry, that was me. I don't play the Age of Empires <laughs> games. I'm always more of a Civ fan, uh, just because that's what I grew up playing with my dad, and it's kind of a, just a personal favorite. So I don't like the real time strategy element of things because uh, I'm not that quick on my feet in strategy games. Whereas, like, I would appreciate a real time element to like combat and stuff like that. Yeah. Game Pass, though, I'll check it out. Yeah, uh, I mean. I'm, that's the thing. I'm not a huge RTS person, so I don't even think I'll even like check this out. But I'm happy. Age of Empires 2, I think, was like really big when I was in high school, and I had friends that just fucking played nonstop. And it's not me. It's not for me, dog. I do have two two things to to announce or whatever. Um, the first one, I so I bought the I bought the digital deluxe edition of Tribes of Midgard. So Kitching. Yeah. Because I had the, you know, I got the PSN money, so it's like really, it's like ten bucks. Yeah. Might as well. Help out a Canadian studio. I got some cosmetic shit. I guess I don't know. I don't even think I'll even care about that. But more important, um, scoop Alto. Oh fuck! I just lost the tweet. You lost the tweet, folks. Snowman since just tweeted since the release of Alto's Odyssey in 2018. Alto has been venturing through desert dunes, tem- temples, and canyons in search of his next adventure. We can't wait to share his latest discovery with you all. The Lost City is coming to Apple Arcade. So it looks Ooh. like kind of a Alto's an Odyssey, the Lost City looks like kind of a more of a, a deserty um Agrabah sort of looking area. Huh. Um is it out now or is it just as coming to the Apple Arcade? So not E three related, but I guess it's during E three Yeah, I'll Alto's, a, it. Alto's Odyssey or Alto's Adventure is the one I played. I played that sh- I played a shit ton of that game, it was awesome. So I do like Alto's Adventure quite a bit. And I like how Snowman's been able to roll out its success into like that uh, that app we talked the kids app, which new studio yeah. they've started as well as they did Skate City, right? Uh, yeah, so there I think they published Skate City and they, the where the cards fall. Um, right, they're, they're they're pretty active. So. Yeah. All right, Steve. That was uh, it for Xbox. I'm gonna roll through these last ones. That was uh, most of the content was in wholesome, as I said. Square Enix went and was roundly mocked by everyone on my timeline, which I don't know what you're expecting. They literally put out a bullet point list of everything that's going to be in it, and it's also Square Enix. Like, they're not huge, but yeah, people hated that Chaos game, the Final, Final <laughs> Fantasy so... one. It's Final <laughs> Fantasy, right? Yeah, it's like, I, I guess it's a, a tie-in or a prequel or something to the very first Final Fantasy. Mm-hmm. Um, but 
I think everyone's clowning it because the guy says chaos like twenty times and like he a does say chaos a lot. It's like a two minute video. Yeah, the Square Enix thing was it was like whatever. The disappointing thing was that Final Fantasy one through six is like coming to mobile and Steam. And I'm just like motherfuckers, like <laughs> re release this shit on PS4, PS5. Good stuff. You need a platinum trophy for this shit. But Steve. Anyways. Uh, they did announce more uh, information about the Avengers DLC being developed by Square Enix Montreal, or mm-hmm. yeah, in part by Square Enix Montreal. Um, and Crystal Dynamics, yeah. Crystal Dynamics. Are they in Montreal too? Uh, no, they're like in something. Something. Uh, so that DLC is Black Panther and um, no, Hawkeye already came out. No, yeah. Hawkeye came out. The there's like two other DLC so Hawkeye and the Lady Hawkeye I forget her name came out already um, and uh, and I think there's like other kind of updates that they're doing just like because they've done like kind of smaller sort of new stories that you can do or whatever mm-hmm. um, but then the Black Panther is actually like a legit expansion gotcha that comes out uh, at the end of the year and at if there's no new trophies I will cost. if there's new trophies I'll I'll redownload it if there's no new trophies then yeah whatever. Uh, surprise announcement, Hitman Sniper Colon, The Shadows from Square Enix Montreal, uh, the team behind Hitman and Tomb Raider Go, uh, featuring an original new Hitman story starring a team of assassins after the disappearance of Agent 47. The trailer didn't really give us any gameplay, it was sort of like a, one of those classic, like, time is frozen, it's moving through a scene while all this, like, explosions and stuff are, like, appear to be mid-happening. Uh, coming to Apple Store and Google Play this year. Not much to say about that. I did like Hitman Go of what I played, and uh, I think making Hitman into more of like a a, a thinky puzzle game. Mm-hmm. Good work. Uh, I got the. Oh, is it Hitman Go or Let me just quickly check. Okay. I just wanted, I just, I got, did you get a platinum for one of them? I got the platinum. Okay, Hitman Go. I, I did get the platinum. Yeah. So, oh wait, no. Okay, I didn't get the platinum on them. But I remember when uh, when Sophia was born, I had the Vita, and you know, we're just I was just waiting, mm-hmm. uh, and I had nothing really to do. <laughs> Heather's napping or whatever, and we're just waiting for Sophia to kind of move along. And I was just playing Vita a bunch, and I remember I played a lot of like one of those two, either both of those games or one of those games. Um, like while I was waiting, and I thought I got the platinum then, but I just like the PSN profiles during sure the birth of your child. Well, yeah. So like, <laughs> technically, so okay. When when someone goes into, or at least in my experience, mm-hmm. when Heather went into labor, it was really only the last like two hours where there was stuff for me to do. Mm-hmm. Everything before then was just like helping Heather as much as I could. But then there was like a five hour gap where she just was sleeping the whole time. And the nurse was just sort of like checking on her and stuff. And I literally had nothing. I could, there was nothing I could do. So I was played Vita and switch. That's awesome. I was just chilling. And then, you know, as time, as, as it went on, then Sophia was kind of ready to emerge. And, and that's when, that's when I sprung into action. That would be a very specific memory of a game tied to a like life event. I have a couple yeah. of those. <laughs> man I, so. I wish i got a platinum on that day that would have been great i'm kind of upset i feel Did like you, i gotta have another kid now you must have earned at least one trophy that there's a time step on a trophy that's very close to the birth of your daughter it has oh, to that, ow. oh yeah i wonder <laughs> actually it might take a while okay hold on we'll i'm gonna try to find we'll it yeah, yeah next up steve uh in the square enix stream guardians of the galaxy was the huge reveal from idos montreal uh it's not 
similar to how they did Avengers. It's like uh, not based on the MCU stuff. It's its own thing. They have, um, as I understand it, and I, I wasn't able to 100% verify this, but games or sorry, comic writer Dan Abnett. Uh, at Vincent Abnett on Twitter, an award-winning comics writer who has written runs of Guardians of the Galaxy before is writing on this project, I believe. Uh, It's third-person combat. Uh, You sort of command the squad. Like, um, you point at an enemy, and then, like, a a wheel comes up. You pick who you want to attack them and, like, what move you want them to do. Yeah. Um, It looks sweet. It looks just like playing Iron Man in... uh, Or playing a Star-Lord. Kind of looks just like playing as Iron Man in the Marvel's Avengers game. I think what I'm most disappointed by is that they're not. It's not connected to the Avengers game because it's like you guys made this giant movie franchise or whatever that's all well known and all that shit because it's all like connected and like it's kind of disappointing that they're not doing that with the games. Mm-hmm. Is how I feel about it. I don't know. But yeah, I I think they. Sh- I, I mean, I get why you have to do a super hyper realistic visual style because people equate it almost looking like a real person with quality, but I really wish they would have went for like a comic art style to kind of set them apart from the the MCU, which is the front of everyone's mind when, whenever a Marvel <coughs> property is on screen, like that was the issue. Yeah. I think a lot of people had with Avengers. It's like, Oh, that doesn't look like the characters I've been watching for 10 years, you know? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Okay. I found, uh, so Sophia was born October 5th at like 10, 10- 10.33 p.m. I got Hitman Go Trophy October 5th at 6 p.m. pretty much on the dot. So like four hours earlier. Okay. I was gaming. <laughs> and That's then there's awesome. a then there's like a seven week or seven day jump because I didn't really do much. Yeah, you had, you had a child to take care of. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. yeah sorry. All um, that to say, I, Grains also has a cool uh, mechanic I liked where at one point he like pops his tape deck on his ears and a uh, bad reputation by Joan Jett started playing. And that sort of like seemed to like give everyone boost mode. So if there's like a cool mixtape of, you know, 80 songs that you'd sort of jam out to while you fight, I'd be down. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Coming at all consoles, October 23rd with special editions, yada, yada, pre-order content. Yeah. I mean, I am not super stoked about the game, but it's not my, my cup of tea personally. What do you think? Um, I'm not, I, so I stand for the MCU. I love the MCU, but I'm not a big, like, Guardians of the Galaxy person. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, you know, it's exciting. I just wish, I just feel like, for me, Marvel is, like, connected. So it's just, like, really disappointing that these games aren't, like, connected. Mm-hmm. Like, that they're not in the same universe. And, um, I don't know, I'll, I'll probably still, like, pick it up or cop it or whatever, or get it on sale, or at least, like, check it out. Because it looks just like the Avengers game gameplay, which I... I thoroughly enjoyed the mm-hmm. gameplay wise of it. Everything else was kind of, you know, there was, there was some mixed bags, but playing as Iron Man was fun too. It was just that it was, he was voiced by Nolan North and that was the most annoying shit ever. But <laughs> I'll, um, I'll, I'll keep an eye on this. I wish it was like co-op though. It would have been sweet to have like a, a local co-op Guardians of the Galaxy game. That would have been sweet, but oh, I agree. Whatever. Uh, I asked in the discord if don't nod Montreal is involved in the life is strange stuff from the Square Enix stream, but David, our, mysterious industry insider told me no so based just on that and no other further research <laughs> it looks like don't nod montreal is working on that other like twin mirror game that don't nod's doing mm, true, true. or something else entirely 
but definitely not this life is strange stuff. Yeah. Uh, also from yesterday's stream, Lemnis Gate was at the PC Gamer Show a game. I'm very excited about. And Steve, you know what? What? It's coming to Game Pass, day one. Oh, nice! I very excited. From Rat Loop Games Canada in Montreal, I believe. Let me. Nope. Wait, do I have that right? I thought oh, they were at all. No, they're uh, Rat Loop Games Canada. Yeah, they're in Montreal. Boom, nailed it. Should never doubt yourself, kids. Always base every decision in life on your gut reaction. And it's coming to Game Pass, which has me very excited. The pitch for this game is super wild. It's basically like a multiplayer FPS, but with super time force mechanics of like multiple runs of your character who interacts with like past versions of yourself on the level. It's weird. It's wild. I'm very excited to check it out on Game Pass, and it's coming out. Ooh, they got a release date in here, August third, uh, with an oh, open beta. So with an open beta coming in July, um, so super stoked about that one. Yes, uh, it, it's going to be one of those games, Steve. Where like, it's got such a high level concept that if it's not tutorialized well, or you know, like I could see this missing just because people can't get the the weird thing it's doing, right. But I think having Game Pass, putting it in front of a lot of people, uh, will help. But yeah, they just really gotta they really gotta explain it to new players. Well, is how I think this game will live and die, based on its ability to do that. Yeah, because I mean, it is a, a it, like does that have crossplay as well? Because it would be a um, a, a what I'm trying to say here, like a crowded area right in terms of like multiplayer shooter um, yeah and not a whole lot visually to distinguish it like it's alien uh kind of like space world stuff like asteroid belt but yeah. it uh visually does I, I wouldn't say sets itself apart from other fps's particularly well fair fair um coming to pc ps5 series xs ps4 xbox one august 3rd uh no words about crossplay. let me check yeah, I'm, not, this I'm not i'm not seeing it anywhere Crossplay. uh do, 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 do. not seeing it anywhere at a quick google search um, yeah I, I controlled f on the like the news press release and don't see crossplay, which i feel like they would have uh they would have mentioned it so. yeah definitely um no okay and uh, Chivalry 2 post-launch plans were also at the PC Gamer Show. Uh, yeah. Looks like they I got a that lot out, of a lot of stuff lined up, Steve. They are ready to roll with this one, and it seems to be hitting well, despite some server issues at launch. Um, seems to be seems to be hitting hitting well. It's pretty it's pretty fun. I'm I'm really enjoying it. It's probably the worst game I've ever been at ever. Like I'm, huh. aw- I'm awful at it. I'm my, I've lost, I've lost every single match I played. I played like ten or fifteen matches, um, and I get smoked all the time. I just, I, I don't have the, I don't have the strategy down yet. But oh, okay, I'm just looking at the roadmap down. They're doing the same thing that we were talking about at Epic Game Store, how they have a Trello that you can just like go to. Lovely, I love when just yeah. tell people what you're doing. You know, content update one: game modes and maps, new maps, new character voices, more character customizations, arrow cam. There's some good stuff on here, so that's good. cool. That's exciting. And, uh, yeah, that was it for that. The future game show is that evening, and they showed a little backbone clip out now on PC and Game Pass. Uh, this morning, there was Nintendo. No, nothing from Next Level Games in Vancouver. Nothing from any Lost indies. Lost my bet. 
Yeah, unfortunately, no Canadian content there. And as for the rest of the week, uh, again, this evening, there's Bandai Namco, Eureka Games, GameSpot, and the E3 Awards. So I'll look out for there, but nothing immediately jumps out as being Canadian, or it'll be a game that's not yet announced that I'll uh, I'll cover. But yeah, that's essentially a wrap on Canadian news from E3 2021. <sighs> It was sick, strictly focused on E3 with this episode, Steve. Um, I guess sort of to summarize, I'm very excited about Venba. Uh, a little to the left, I want to see if I could talk to those devs out here in Halifax because that game was very cute. Um, Bird Problems from Lithic Entertainment and Andy Wood. Shout out. I love. I don't. I don't think I've played a game that's pitching itself as like a sitcom before. And uh, yeah. Uh, I'm probably going to download Clawfish after this stream and check out some of that. Maybe I'll stream it. For me, you know, I'm feeling fire tonight. Um, feeling Witchwood. Mm-hmm. Oh, Inscription. Bird, bird inscription. Problem. I want to also very excited for Inscription. Bird Problems for sure. Paralives. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited for Heather. Um, Tribes of Midgard as I just pre-ordered it. Oh, we'll you play know, that dark, together. <laughs> try and Dark Alliance on, uh, on the Thinny. Mm-hmm. Vendor's DLC, if it has uh, new trophies. Mm-hmm. Chivalry 2 post-launch, that's cool. You are the sole owner of Chivalry 2 disc on PS5 <laughs> in all of I know, yeah. So, I, so it came out on Tuesday. I called them Monday like afternoon. I was like, oh, hey, can I pre-order? Like, Do you have Chivalry 2 coming in tomorrow? Can I pre-order it? Blah, blah, blah. And they're like, oh, you know, we don't get any copies unless people pre-ordered it. No one pre-ordered it on any console. Damn. I was like, okay, can I... Can I pre-order it right now? They're like, yeah, it won't arrive tomorrow. I'm like, that's fine. And uh, and so I, I got it. But the, And the thing is, like, when I play, it's cross-play, right? So you could see um, the icons that everyone's playing on. Mm-hmm. And, like, it's a lot of PC. Like, there's, mm-hmm. it's maybe, it's like 64-player battles, right? And it's, like, probably, like, I would say 50 of them are, are the PC icon. And then everything else is, like, Xbox or PlayStation. Mm-hmm. Um but it's it's still pretty sweet. But yeah, I think I'm like the only. I don't think there's many PS5s in this town, so I think I might be like the only person with with one. Oh man! All right, that was a good rundown. Uh, there is some news, some E3 news, some news not related to E3 that came out around the same time, which we'll recap on next week's show. Uh, for those of you at home, uh, the ID at Xbox Summer Game Fest demo event uh, has a bunch of Canadian games in there. Uh, I'll try to do a little. Um, thread on twitter highlighting canadian ones so go follow at canada game devs i believe the steam fest thing is coming back soon ish which will also have a bunch of demos for these games and others um so lots and lots of demos in the next week in a bit so if you are wanting to check out any of these games we've been talking about you should do some research there um and yeah, we'll be back next week with any straggling news we missed, as well as a, a normal episode with events and uh, jobs and uh, new releases, etc. Wishlist this, of course. Yeah, anything we missed, Steve? Uh, I don't think so. I guess just like non-Canadian-wise, what's what are you what are you feeling? Non-Canadian-wise. Because really, I just want to bring up Battlefield twenty forty two. You want to bring up Battlefield? Because I know people are clowning the game because it's like no campaign, mm-hmm. all the microtransactions, blah, blah blah blah. Yeah. But if you go if you go to the subreddit, and this is amazing for for a subreddit, it's very positive. Like people mm-hmm. are pretty stoked for the game, which 
you know, I think maybe speaks to the audience a little bit. Mm. They're like, yeah, it's fine. Um, but I don't know, man. Like that tornado looks fucking cool. Like yep. it, it looks awesome, and um, I'm excited. Like I'm, I'll I won't pre-order it. I'll wait, and I might even just like wait for it to come to EA Access, or just or just get a little bit cheaper. Like get a little bit of a sale, mm-hmm. like over the over the Christmas break or something like that. But it's um. I don't know, man. Like it looks awesome. I'm just excited for it. But I know, uh, I know people are kind of clowning it right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, as for non-Canadian stuff, uh, that Breath of the Wild two gameplay, obviously, it's Breath of the Wild two. Everyone's gonna play it. Everyone's gonna check it out. I'm gonna check it out. Uh, new WarioWare. I love WarioWare, Steve. Uh, so mm. I will definitely check out WarioWare. A bunch of the whole. It was all wholesome and uh, Day of the Devs for me, Steve. Uh, that was where my love was oh my god did i not do the day of the dev stuff in here ah well i think it was like 10 or 15 games so i can pull out those canadian ones for next time because i desperately have to use the bathroom um so (laughs) (laughs) that's it for our first only e3 recap i guess podcast we'll be back normal episode next week um yeah very excited cool let me stream i'm gonna stream some clawfish after this steve so the useless information to the listeners now but Twitch.tv slash Canadian Game Devs. We play Canadian games. I'll clean. I'll, I'll clean. Uh, I'll tune in. Is what I'm trying to say. Excellent. All right, everyone. Uh, join our Discord. Uh, thanks to our patrons. Uh, Patreon.com slash Canadian Game Devs. And yeah. Till next time. Bye. I always listen to what I can leave out. Huh. Miles Davis, I know him. Let's just let's just rock and roll.